Uh, here with Jim Malowitz, environment reporter for Bridge Magazine. Jim, what are the what are the pieces that you're covering or you're seeing on the horizon? You're talking about accountability. We're talking about cost, and this is all around uh, all around PFAS. Right. Well, um, I'm still trying to get a sense of the accountability angle. We have um, uh, kind of dueling narratives emerging in Michigan right now. Um, the state um, has uh, undertaken a really ambitious um, program to test all of the public water supplies and supplies um, at uh, schools, um, and it's kind of patting itself on the back for that, and, and, and we're getting a lot of great data uh, that uh, isn't available in other states. And the state has um, touted other um, efforts where, where it's been aggressive and in, in, in trying to um, get get a sense of, of the true scope of this problem, which is great. Um, Department of Environmental Quality in Michigan um, had been raising alarms about PFAS um, as far back as, as 2012. And, and so there's a lot of people questioning why the state didn't act on that and why that report wasn't forwarded on. So um, I, as a reporter, I'm still trying to get my head around, um, you know, how how quickly should the state have acted? Um, um, obviously, it, it's it's it is taking the issue seriously now, but but there are debates around whether it could be more aggressive in dealing with this and setting a um, drinking water standard for, for PFAS, um, which, which it hasn't done yet, um, and, and whether there, there is some um, something to be said about uh, the, the state um, dragging its feet in addressing this issue. We are all um, uh, freaking out, I guess you could say, about PFAS because it's this contaminant that we're just learning about and, and it's so prevalent um, in our water systems, and, and it is a serious issue. But um, I, I think there there could be um, there we. We could get into a situation where we're losing sight of the the broader challenges that that Circle of Blue has has reported on in Michigan that I've been trying to report on. That this isn't the only contaminant um, in our water supply. Um, Michigan is a has this um, big industrial history, and and um, you know it, it, there there's definitely something to be said for we're we're now going to be paying for kind of the sins of the past um, when when uh, regulations were. Uh, more lax than they are now. So I think uh, as we start um, trying to learn about PFAS and get our heads around it and, and addressing it, we can't lose sight of, of the chemicals in general in our, in our water supplies in, in an industrial state. Um, I, I guess one thing, um, I guess it didn't, it didn't surprise me, but, but, but could have been emphasized a little bit more, um, maybe is just, uh, on the PFAS side, trying to get a handle of like really what is the, um, level of the contaminant that that we need to um, be afraid of um, because we still have all of these kind of dueling numbers out there about uh, how you know how how many parts per trillion of, of PFAS are, are in our water and it seems like scientists um, and, and regulatory agencies don't seem to agree yet about what that threshold should be what is dangerous so um, I, I I think there could be a, a level of uncertainty out there while alerting people to the extent that we need to about um, contamination. I mean, it, I, I think there does need to be a balance to some extent. We we can't scare everyone around the state of Michigan um, by by not providing uh, the, the right context for, for which water supplies really are at risk, while we also have to emphasize the um, um, serious nature of this problem. The, the, the state itself, the, the governor's office, is very, very aware of it, um, aware enough to be um, touting their, their actions um, on on it as, as very strong and um, and, and, and their, their large concern about it. Um, I, you know, I haven't been, um, at every township office across the state of Michigan, but I do, I do have a sense that, um, more and more, um, local communities are becoming very aware. I mean, I think any, 
any water supplier has to be aware of it by by now and and if they're not they're probably negligent um um you know if they're not aware of how much pfas is in their water supply um but 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 i think you know there, there's definitely a learning curve um in terms of um really understanding the significance of it but it seems like pfas is you know the, the, this weird acronym that describes um this group of thousands of toxic chemicals that are hard to to picture, it does seem like PFAS is becoming a, a household term. For anyone who, who who does know the PFAS issue, there there is just kind of a lot of fear. Um, and, and there's going to be fear anytime when you're talking about toxic water. And there's going to be fear anytime where there's this sort of level of uncertainty, where, where again, going back to the fact that we don't have a very uh, definitive number that um, it, it's, it's hard to... Um, it's 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 just a, a scary a scary thought um, that your your water is contaminated, but but it's it's hard to be able to like parse out the the relevant details you need to know and and to really um, understand like the the exact science that, that says whether or not this water is safe. That that's the most frustrating thing for me as a journalist is when people in various communities come to me and ask like is my water safe? That like even though I know a fair amount about the issue, I can't really say yay or nay unless they produce ton reams of, of data about what's in their well, what's, you know, and, and, and what's in their water supply. And even then I might not know. I think these types of issues tend to be pretty slow moving. I mean, it, it's, um, I think a lot of people are calling for the federal government, the EPA, to set some sort of nationwide standard for um, what require, uh, how much PFAS in water um, requires cleaning up. And it's at this point, it doesn't seem like there's there's a lot of movement on that. There's lots of calls for that to happen, but the EPA works so slowly by nature, and as we've seen recently at hearings, um, could just leave us in kind of the same limbo that we're in. Um, I'm sure there'll be more studies out there. Um, and there might be um, some, um, th- there could also be a lack of accountability if the federal government doesn't act um, because it, it takes a, a drinking water standard and a cleanup standard to, to force action on, on a contaminant. Certainly a big story. We'll be following it with uh, Jim Mallows from Bridge Magazine and here at Circle of Blue. Thank you. Thank you.